1: Jordan 100% engagement
2: it's a total disrespect
1: download stand well back listen Jim White and Simon Jordan I don't see that view. outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport
2: Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White and today myself and Simon Jordan spoke about Newcastle's Champions League wake-up goal against Borussia Dortmund. Booze from the Birmingham fans last night as Wayne Rooney gets off to a difficult start. Some Celtic fans defy the club's wishes and display Palestinian flags. Should football fans be allowed to express their beliefs in a stadium? We react to the news of a 10-month ban for Newcastle's midfielder, Sandro Tonali. Plus, Frank Warren joins us live ahead of Fury and Gano this weekend. You don't want to miss that. This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. I wasn't so thrilled about Newcastle's result last night I must say I was hoping they would uh, get all three points in their Champions League group Simon against Borussia Dortmund Um, chapeau as you would say to Borussia Dortmund they came they sized up Newcastle they did a job on them and they left and their fans were great Uh, Eddie Howe and I like this faced up to what he'd witnessed over the 90 minutes afterwards
1: yes the elite isn't it I mean it's the highest level so any small mistake you make is liable to get punished we made one just on half time and it was very close to breaking away ourselves and potentially having a really good chance to score and seconds later we've conceded and I think that's a great example of the quality of the Premier um, Champions League so yeah there's stuff we could have done better tonight and I think when we analyse it in the cold light of day I think we'll take a lot from the game we probably weren't at our absolute best and I think in this competition it's a lesson for us because to win games I think we have to be
2: (laughs) Do you know I think Eddie's touched on it beautifully there Simon um over, over recent days and weeks, oh, no team will want to go to St James's Park. They'll fear the atmosphere up yeah. there. Is that naive when it comes to an elite team, as Borussia Dortmund are, paying you a visit? Well, it depends who's saying it. I mean, ultimately,
3: look, the bottom line is most of these players that played in the Champions League have played in big environments, have played in big stadiums, played for big football clubs. They're used to pressure. And Newcastle and all that's going on up there, wonderful and well done to them. But that's the reality of playing in Champions League football. What you'll see... Is the gear change? Newcastle, Borussia Dortmund would compete in the Premier League, and Newcastle would play Borussia Dortmund in the Premier League, and would expect to beat them. I suspect. So there's no difference for that in the Champions League. And this 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 metamorphosis from a magnanimous Eddie Howe to an expectant one is going to have to happen for Newcastle to take that step to not to be in any shape or form reflective of where they are, not to pinch themselves for where they are, yeah. to assume. This is the veneer. This is what I talked about the other day, three or four weeks ago, when they got beat by Liverpool. And the expectation of uh, Liverpool was to come back, to overcome this obstacle. And the vin- and it was a deep-seated belief, but because this football club has won so many things over the years, Newcastle have got to get into that vein of thinking. It'll take some time. They'll get there. Um, they were unlucky yesterday. I mean, let's have it right. At true, times true. In the first half, Dortmund had their number, worked them out. And, and made it very difficult for them in the centre of the park. In the second half, there were chances for Newcastle that should have been taken perhaps by Callum Wilson and a couple of opportunities that hit the woodwork that would have made the difference. Yeah, United got away with a penalty being saved in the last minute. Newcastle got a couple of crossbars away from getting a credible draw against Borussia Dortmund at home. Five points, but they would have taken four points from the first three Champions League games
2: every day of the week into their thinking right okay so it's a successful enough start Newcastle. I I mean when you say this so Simon Newcastle must now travel to Dortmund then PSG before hosting AC Milan but that is what it is yeah true that is what it is
3: yeah and you know Newcastle are a good side They're they're an enjoyable side to watch you know Mickey taking a side about me and Danny saying we hope they lose tomorrow nobody hopes an English team loses it's just a bit of tongue in cheek stuff yeah the bottom line is is that Newcastle have put themselves in a decent position to be able to get out of this group and that was the object of the aim this is their first voyage into the Champions League for 20 years it's interesting what Rob Lee said Rob Lee spoke on, on Alan's show yesterday about the scenario of the grain of sand they got results against teams like Barcelona and then they tripped up against PSV in their last qualifying situation in the Champions League, and he and he warned against that uh, uh, being the grain of sand. Now, Borussia Dortmund is some grain of sand, you know, mm, because they're yeah. a proper grown-up football team yeah. that compete in this tournament and in their and in their league to the highest levels. Yeah. So look. Take it in context. A disappointing one 0 home result, mm. but I still think Newcastle give themselves a really good opportunity to come out of the group.
2: And again, the fans played their part. They did their bit. They were magnificent last night in the in the in the heavy rain. They were standing there right behind their club, which they always do. They do indeed, Simon. In your time at Palace, what was the the occasion that maybe signified the earliest uh, signs of um, people not happy with the man you've appointed as a new manager? What was it? Did did you hear early signs of um, yeah you always, discontent?
3: Yeah, you, you, you know, if if we're leading this into perhaps Wayne Rooney argument with and, and two games in, no, I didn't hear that two games in. There were disappointment. I remember when I made Steve Kemba management and I did uh, manager and I did a fans forum and people thought that I'd taken the cheap option because he was the assistant manager and he wasn't somebody that they thought should be managing. Not because he didn't like Steve Kemba, because he looked at me and said, "Where's your ambition?" So, you know, I so said, we'll, okay. we'll wait and see. Right. And when there was Peter Taylor, you know, Peter Taylor came in, they became, you know, ambivalent because the bland of football was quite turgid so they let you know but never not really not two games in Kemba there was dissatisfaction because of the appointment once the appointment had been made and I sat in front of a fans audience and said well I've made it so shut up and get on with it these are my reasons Yeah. and of
2: course we started all right, and then we fell away but notwithstanding it it all depends on the fan base doesn't it well it does indeed so Birmingham City they've got themselves a new manager and he's Wayne Rooney in fact Blues co-owner Tom Brady once of the Patriots and the Bucks flew in to watch the Blues play for the second time but he didn't see them win it was uh, Liam Senior's Hull who uh, won the match at St Andrews last night? And two games in, two defeats. Booze rang round St Andrews at full time. Uh, Birmingham fans, what? what is your thinking then this morning? We'll get to you in a bit. As for what happened on the pitch, this was Rooney. I've changed players t- tonight from Saturday, and obviously
3: you're still trying to figure out um, players' characters as well. Um, in terms of, as I've said to them there, the last ten minutes of this game has shown me a lot. Um, and the, the first 18 minutes, yeah, of course, there's things we can do better and um, things we've done OK. Um, but the last 10 minutes have shown me a lot, and that's something which I, I don't accept in, in terms of the last 10 minutes when I'm seeing not, not fighting and not running to the end um, when there's still 10, 15 minutes left in the game where we maybe get a goal and you're back in it. So um, that that was
2: a concern for me and something which um, won't happen again. Yeah. Um there's a message from Rob Uh, guys it's a kind of different dynamic with Rooney isn't it because uh, Birmingham took out a manager who was successful Rooney had to hit the ground running and he he hasn't done that I mean uh, how quickly does this need to change for Rooney Simon Uh, uh, two, two games two defeats all right difficult, you know,
3: ga- difficult games though let's have it right Middlesbrough in a decent round of form after bouncing back from some adverse they were, they were an established uh, championship side but a manager that's beginning to learn his way around Hull are doing well Liam Racine is doing really well Hull are a decent size and both of those games are difficult the, I don't think difficult th- yeah they're difficult games difficult. and he's got more difficult games coming down the pike he's got Southampton next and he's got Ipswich after that they've got some difficult that games that was Hull's code.
2: first win in five games last night
3: yeah but they're still Hull have still started the season relatively no, well no you in him to win that. Yeah, probably on the basis of recent form. Yeah, fair comment. On the basis of the the Johnny Eustace year, and you know my views on the fact that I don't think Johnny Eustace probably deserved the push, Mm. but they've made their decision now, and and people like me have had their opinion upon it. The next thing now is for Wayne to get his head into the game, to understand what's in his dressing room, and to try and meet the expectation of what the... Because I didn't like some of the stuff he was talking about, about the players need to get their heads round, or more to the point, need to tell me how they want to play. I'm not sure about that. you need to tell them how you, you want them to play. yeah, but they've they've made their decision. Rooney comes with all that 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 the Tom Bradys of the world think that it comes with. Now, whether that's the stardust that they think they need to have on a football team, the stardust you get on a football team is by winning football matches, not by making autograph-hunting decisions. But Wayne is in there now. So Wayne's job now is to get his head in the game. He wouldn't have wanted to start a 1-0 away to Middlesbrough. And ironically, both of these people that he's played against are people that he knows relatively well, mm. at United and Liam Rossini was his assistant at Derby. Look, do I think it's going to be a troubled project? I think it has... In the same way I'd looked at Gerard going to Villa and said to myself and said to, the, to, to us on air, I think this is going to end badly, and it did, I don't have high optimism for Wayne Rooney's successes at Birmingham, not because I dislike Wayne, not because I have an agenda against Birmingham, because I think, think if it ain't broke, why fix it? Mm. They were going in the right direction. Danny made a point yesterday, and I don't know how relevant it is, and only Birmingham fans can attest to it, that actually there was a, a reaction to the nature of football being played. Well, you heard that reaction last night because they got beat... Yeah. So were the Birmingham fans complaining about the way John Eustace's pragmatic brand of football was delivering a slightly yeah. you know, uninspiring outcome or were they happy being sick in the league when they sure. sacked the manager?
2: Sure. Well, I mentioned at the top of the show how important it is that listeners get involved in this show and specifically Birmingham City fans this morning. If it wasn't broken... Why fix it? Eustace had you sixth at the moment. Birmingham have dropped down to 12th. Although, having said that, remain just two points off the playoffs. Download, stand well back,
1: listen. Outspoken with White and
2: Jordan. From the
1: world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport.
2: Simon, they were asked by their football club not to do it. But Celtic fans, some of them last night, at Celtic Park, went against the club's wishes again and held aloft a sea of Palestinian flags before the Champions League match with Atletico Madrid. It's now expected that UEFA, having seen what went on, that Celtic will receive a fine from UEFA. They They were asked not to do it, but they still did it. Asked by their own club not to do it. But some of them still did it. Some of them being members of this uh, section of uh, the Celtic support uh, support the Green Brigade. Brendan Rodgers was asked about it uh, post-match. What what was his thought on it? Obviously, the club was very vocal about displays from supporters before the game, political statements and whatnot. It's fair to say that was rejected by supporters tonight in the stadium. Just your thoughts as as manager on that situation at the moment? Yeah, nothing. No, I'm only thinking about the football. No worry about any
3: repercussions or
2: whatnot from UEFA after tonight. No, I'm I'm worried about the football.
3: See, I, I'm kind. Of, I know that, that that people might expect a reaction to be something different, but I'm kind of with him because I'm constantly suggesting that football sticks to football. We saw the other day when Poster Postacoglu was asked a question, and he said, "Listen, I'm not getting involved with this. I'm not getting involved in this discussion. I'm not equipped to get involved in it, and I'm not going to get involved in it." Um, and he didn't. Uh, yeah, but
2: but last night wasn't just about football, was it? No, it
3: was about what Celtic supporters wanted to do inside a football stadium that the, uh, the 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 people within Celtic asked them not to do for a variety of reasons. In the same reasons that they've been asked in English football to steer away from this, whether it's waving Israeli flags, whether it's waving Palestinian flags, um, whichever particular side of the debate you seem to f- want to be on. Mm. Um, That was the request. The request was... But football's football's brought it upon... Jim, football's brought it upon itself. It's brought it upon itself... It's brought this situation into focus by wanting to alight upon every cause, every agenda, every circumstance, make everything that sport involves itself with have some particular agenda. And now what you've got is fans with an already inflated sense of entitlement about what they can and can't say, now moving into a territory of saying, well, we're going to do precisely what we want, and we're going to do it inside a football stadium. Even if we're asked not to do it. Even if we're asked not to do it. So it is, it is sport's own fault, it, it opened this door. It created this dynamic. So now what's it going to do? Try and shut it. It wanted football fans to watch players take the knee. It wanted football fans to support people waving LGBTQ flags. It wanted these scenarios. It wanted them. It wants every cause being supported. This one, troublesome. Don't want this. Fans, you don't have an opinion in this one. I understand. I don't agree with the fans waving the flags. I think they should. They, again, going back to the central point, which is this is a football match, not a not a not a a a cause or
2: an agenda based environment. But it is for some. I mean, I would ask this morning, you know, like what's more important to the ones who are holding up the Palestinian flag: the moment that you can cease to do it, the the opportunity that you've got to do it. This is, our, this is our time, I'm going to hold up the Palestinian flag, or that Celtic get a result against Atletico Madrid. Because last night Celtic said, we ask that banners, flags and symbols relating to this conflict and those countries involved in it are not displayed at Celtic Park at this time. Should be noted that Celtic's Israeli winger, Lila Bada, who's currently injured, is being supported by the football club. Um, that said this section that I mentioned Simon you're aware of I'm aware of some of us are aware of down here the Green Brigade they said that they wanted to reiterate it's unshakable belief that football fans have the right to express political beliefs they do the group said not mot- football stadiums though motivated by a desire to quash political expression within the Celtic support in spite of this and any further obstruction we once again encourage fans to courageously fly the flag for Palestine. So in other words, in spite of what our club is saying, in spite yeah. of what Celtic are telling you, don't listen to them. Because yeah. we're telling you, do it and show courage as you do it. But well yes. I mean the point is is that you know that they, they they
3: they have a devout <laughs> belief now. And again I go back to the point I started with. Football and sport opened this door. It decided which causes it thought were valuable. It decided which causes it felt that people should be supportive of. And, of course, for very legitimate reasons, there are a a decision that football wants to abstain from an opinion on this particular one. Yeah. And I understand the reasons why. Because there is very, very strong views on both sides of the argument. The atrocity that was performed on October the 7th and the collective punishment that's being meted out Um, in Gaza right now. There are very strong feelings and it's a very complicated and dangerous subject to get involved in. And if you watch the Piers Morgan shows that have been going on last week, which have been absolutely outstanding, you know, he's been sat there giving airtime to both sides of the argument and even he... Is finding himself immersed in this subject matter and getting beaten up and beaten down by the opinions of very emotively driven people, yeah, and understandably so. Football opens this door, and now it's trying to close it. If you if you if you're for fine Celtic, well, that's just toughen it. Well, it'd be great right to find Celtic. Well, if the if the principles, I mean, UEFA are just as bad. I mean, they're just as bad. They're the ones that started the process of what people should and shouldn't be able to do and how football shouldn't be, should be influential. We've got that stupid Burke Infantino from FIFA coming out and giving, parting some wisdom about how football suspects that we want to see peace in the Middle East. Oh, what are you, a bleeding peace envoy now? Mm. You, know, what, you know, what are you, a member of the Vatican State with your Swiss guard marching in to help something? Are you making some significant donations from football to humanitarian causes? No, you're not. Shut up, sit down and run football. But we've done this now. And now what you've got, is a, and it's already a very vocal and vociferous fan base. You know, the Green Brigade are a very interesting gang... With their views, and so they're going to double down on this because they do, they they believe they have, an, but they don't have an entitlement to do it at a football stadium. Yes, if they want to hang Palestinian flags from their windows, or if their persuasion was toward Israel, they want, they can do that all day from their own space. They don't have a god-given right to do it inside a football stadium, and to compromise the 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 idea that sport is a respite, not a conduit, but. Again, I go back to the central theme that the authorities and the institutions that have governed our game, you know, I make this point and I don't care and I make no apology for it. We had the FA running around saying that we should put Black Lives Matter on every single shirt before they understood, not the statement, but the association with a group that now appears to be supporting the Hamas terrorists that went into Israel on October the 7th. And that's the association that you get and that's what football does. And now they're saying to a group of supporters... Not today, thank you. Another day when we want you to celebrate taking the knee. Another day when we want you to celebrate or to support the Ukraine situation. Another day when another cause comes up, uh, whatever it may be, then okay, because we decide that one's okay. But this one, not okay. What do you expect
2: fans to do, really? Mark's a Celtic fan. Many Celtic fans come into here this morning. We always say we're open to calls and we are on this. 03717223344. Uh, Mark, good morning to you. Were, you. were you there last night? What's your take on it?
4: Good morning, gentlemen. No, I, I actually had a ticket, but in the end I couldn't make it just to work. I had to give it away. But uh, yeah, basically, I, I'm with Simon on this 100%. Firstly, I, I wish that football clubs and football fans didn't voice political opinion and they did keep politics away from it all. That's, a, that's a, an ideal world and we're never going to be in that situation. But the the blatant hypocrisy of UEFA is just ridiculous, quite frankly. Uh, It wasn't long ago, I don't even know if it's still going, but during Champions League games, the Ukrainian word for peace has been emblazoned all over every Champions League game. Uh, The Ukrainian flag has been flown uh, repeatedly at these games. So I I, I fail to see the difference between Ukraine being invaded by a, a sovereign nation and what's about to happen in Palestine. Uh, What I will say, however, is I understand how the Palestinian flag could be conflicted with the horrific atrocities that happened in Israel. Nobody in their right mind could ever support that.
2: Mark, do you you think Brendan should have addressed the question?
4: I don't think it's for for Brendan to to get involved in this, quite frankly. He's a football manager, a football coach. Stick to what you know. It's nothing to do with him, and he's he's quite right to kind of, the question:
2: a bit, a, a, And are a section of the fans right, Mark, to keep going against the wishes of the club?
4: Yeah, because the club, the club are, are, are as hypocritical as UEFA. Quite frankly, they're more than happy to support political agendas that, that they see fit. Uh, so the fans, I mean, the, the, the club and the fans have never been on the same page. Quite frankly, I don't think they ever will be. Uh, governance of the club whilst financially very prudent and, and run properly uh, on a PR front they, they get they get a lot wrong and the fans are, have always been at odds
2: Mark, some, some very good points in your call there thank you for that Alex is another Celtic fan Alex, good morning Good morning Good morning to you were, were you there? did you did you support no. the ones with the Palestinian flags in their hands? No, I live in England so I never made, the, made it down to the match Yeah yeah, what's your take on this then? Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have I, I don't have a take on this. My take is with you and Simon Jordan. I listen to your show every day, and in three years, yesterday, the only times the Celtic match got mentioned. Last night was when you had a bookie on giving the odds for the match. But
3: that's not true. Yeah. But that's yeah, not that's true, my, Alex. That We've that's spoken that's many, true. many times about Celtic. We've spoken about that's Ange Coglu's achievements there. We've spoken about your European about campaign together. last season. We've spoken about it in great detail. So that's not true. I'm talking about yesterday. But it's not the first time in two years, though, is it?
2: I'm only talking about yesterday, and you're trying to change the subject. What did you no, want I'm us not. to talk about, Alex? I want to know why you don't... Why is our straight in there this morning giving something negative about Celtic when Celtic played absolutely brilliantly last night? No, it's a contextual
3: conversation, Alex. We have spoken many, many times over the last two years about Celtic's achievements, lack of achievements, and, and 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 moments in time when they've done things very well. The instance at this moment in time, the hot topic, unfortunately, whether you like it or you don't, and I particularly don't like it either, is the way that football fans are engaging in a very, very emotive subject. So there'll be both discussions. Yeah. There'll be a discussion about the performance against Atletico Madrid, and there'll be a, sub- a discussion about
2: the societal issue Alex, that Celtic would, fans are doing. Would you not agree with me? that a section of the Celtic support the Green Brigade has made it the subject I'm going to be quite honest with you I'm not interested in that side yet I just watch football and that's that alright Alex thank you for that um, well that was enlightening Alex thanks for that call in time in time Simon I, 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 I'd I, be interested to know what the, the people at the top of the football club will do we, we might ask Celtic what for can a, they do we might ask Celtic what for a statement do, this morning because it would be worth it Get an assistant producer joined well, okay. to it. If they mean it,
3: here it is then. If they mean it Go on. Shut the stadium down then. If they mean it, because we all football wants to get involved with things, it wants to say things, it wants to make statements. If Celtic mean it that they don't want their fans waving their flags and they're going to do what they really... when they really mean it, then shut that section of the stadium down then. Mm. But it's, they true, won't, it's too late though, isn't it? They because they're going to get fined. But they won't do that. Well, that's that's what it is. They'll price that into their thinking. But you're asking what are they going to do, not what, what could they have done. What are they going to do next? Are they going to continue to allow this? Of course they are. Because they're not going to be able to stop it. Mm. So shut up. That's the end of the discussion. You made your bed. All, everybody in football wants to make, uh, make every single cause that important. Unfortunately... This is one that's going to create division. This is one that creates real acrimony. This is one that has real sting in its tail and divides people at the worst possible denominator.
2: Well, well done, football. Well done. This is what you get. OK, we'll, we'll, we'll return to it. We'll ask Celtic what the thoughts were uh, on the events last night in the crowd with so many showing uh, the Palestinian flag and showing support for it. A lot to get through this morning.
1: download stand well back listen outspoken with white and jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport
2: we're gonna get some breaking news in the world of football i think it involves the man tonali of newcastle and my colleague here at talk sport joins us on the line alex crook alex good
5: afternoon what have you got for us yeah good afternoon guys uh, big breaking news as you say surrounding Newcastle and Sandro Tonali not a massive shock because we were expecting uh, this to be the punishment for Sandro Tonali, confirmation from the Italian Football Federation that he's been banned for 10 months for his part in that betting scandal over in Italy. Uh, plus, he will undergo eight months of rehabilitation activities. Of course, we know uh, we've heard from Sandro Tonali's agent that he is a gambling addict, but he's been banned for 10 months. He won't play for Newcastle again until next August. A big blow for them in terms of the Champions League and getting back into the top four. And also, if Italy were to qualify for the European Championships, he won't be eligible for that tournament either. So 10-month ban for Tonali confirmed uh, by the Italian Football Federation, by the president of the Italian Football Federation. I have reached out for a comment from Newcastle. Nothing from them as yet, but I think they too will have been expecting this news.
2: Alex, thank you very much indeed. Alex Krupp bringing us the news there. Of course, we were prepared for it. We have been for some days. Tonali, Sandro Tonali, mixed up in this betting scandal big time. And now news coming out of Italy from the man at the top of the Italian Football Federation that Tonali is to be banned. And the ban will last 10 long months. We're not going to see this guy again in a Newcastle jersey, if indeed we do, until August twenty. 20- Twenty-four, Simon, uh, one or two people coming uh, on, on the messages and text asking me to ask you, does Tenali get paid in full by Newcastle for the next 10 months? Um, I would imagine he would, yeah. I mean, unless they've built into his contract an
3: ability to be able to, to, uh, to remove payments in the event he does something like this or something that renders him unable to play for the football club with the exception of being an injury, then then I would assume that they would. Now, they'd be within their rights to suggest the contract's being frustrated and that actually he can't perform his function, but that would mean then terminating the contract. And if they decided that they weren't going to pay him, then the other side of the conversation would say, you frustrated the agreement, we're now a free agent. So all of a sudden, a £52 million pound footballer is walking out of the door for nothing and of course you can bet your bottom dollar the PFA's of the world were very helpful in this situation establishing the fairness of the football club having a wage of probably 5 million quid for a player that's put himself in this position and then ultimately the club with it so yes they'll be paying his wages in the same way that Brentford paid Ivan Tony's
2: right so it's a long time out It is a long time out. Newcastle fans, if you want to let me know what you think of this, the other day you were standing, most of you inside St James's Park, applauding Sandro Tonali as Eddie Howe um, uh, walked ahead of the the squad after Newcastle had won the football match, of course, with uh, Tonali beside him. You were applauding him. Do you feel so good about him now? Because you're now without him for 10 long months. Download, stand well back. Listen, outspoken with
1: White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport.
2: It's back with Tyson Fury against Francis Ngannou over in the desert of Saudi Arabia this coming Saturday night. Uh, let's join Frank's UK promoter, uh, Tyson's uh, UK promoter, Frank Warren, who's in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia for us. Uh, Frank, good afternoon. I think the press are today, so we're going to hear the two fighters uh, at least speaking to the media who've made the trip, right?
6: That's correct, Jim. um, How are you?
2: And Simon. How are we? We're very good, thank you, Mr. Warren. How are you?
6: I'm marvellous, having the time of my life. I mean, if we weren't banned, we might be with you. You're not banned. Who says you're banned? I don't know where you get this banned from. You haven't bought the rights. The rights haven't been granted to you for broadcasting the fight. There's nothing to stop anybody from TalkSport coming to the fight and reporting on it. All right.
2: Well, get a hold of Tyson for us in the next 10 minutes, Frank. Let's do a chat with him before we go off air at one here. Can you do that for us? Well, yeah, he's got nothing better to do at the moment. (laughs) I mean, it's it's my understanding that because of uh, some of the things my friend to my right has been saying, and I fully support him, that Tyson has decided he's not speaking to to, uh, Simon Jordan and Jim White.
6: I don't know about... Well, I, I don't know about... He doesn't want to speak to Simon. That's a fact. I didn't know you mentioned you, Jim. But certainly, um, it's yourself and Adam Catterall, which is the main problem. But look, that's his choice, and that's his prerogative. He hasn't, he's, not, he's not obliged to speak to anybody he doesn't want to speak to. And the fact is, you know, you always have the last word. You know, as soon as the interview's finished, you can go on and make your comments, and, and, and that doesn't end too well. And what, and what has happened constantly since this fight has been announced... It's been total misinformation, and prior to that, the misinformation that was being put out regarding our endeavours to make the Usyk fight, and he's got absolutely peed off with it because he never dodged anybody, nor had he intention to. And, and now it's a, an accepted fact, except maybe by a couple of people at sport, that what we said is how it happened. But you can't, Frank, with
3: respect, you can't rewrite history because that's not what happened. Rewrite, well, 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 is well, well, happened. Uh, hang on, Frank, I just listened to your diatribe, what happened? Well, let for, me listen
6: to your diatribe.
3: Then well, Let me say it then. Let me say it then. Then you can critique it. Let's compare diatribes. Right. What was actually said was, on the back of Usyk's manager accusing Fury of ducking the fight, the observation was raised by, in context by me, if, if Fury ducks this fight, he should be ashamed of it. That's it. That's all.
6: That's all that's been said. Well, he didn't duck the fight. But nobody said he did. The question well, you, uh, was. That's not quite true. That might have been the uh, question, but but the the fact of life is, and I heard it certainly from Adam in in an interview that I did, and heard and heard what he said before the interview I did. It was said that he it, this fight should be going on. And it's because of Tyson. Because if you remember, they said. We agreed to the seventy thirty, but we wanted more money, and he wanted. That's this true. Yeah, and and that was just a lie, and it was untrue. And they went off and signed with Skill Challenge, and that's the reason. And that's didn't fine, happen. Frank, and no friends. one
3: and no one disputes that. But at the time,
6: well, you, no, you did. No, no, at the time, no. Sorry, at the time, it was it was not accepted. It's only been accepted now. At the well, time, because because people have the benefit up. of
3: knowledge, Frank. You don't get a God given right well, no, to have no, your you, opinion you, ca- taken
6: as fact no, when someone and else's opinion and is something different. You don't have, and you don't you don't have the God-given God right to say your opinion is all that matters. I didn't say it did, Frank. And so, well,
3: no, but you're saying
6: what I'm saying.
3: You're no, saying I'm saying what o6 management said, Frank. Listen to what I'm saying. o6 management accused you guys of ducking the fight. We opined on it. We said, simple, it's not difficult to follow, if Fury is ducking this fight, he should be ashamed of it end of conversation if adam Cattrall said something more than that that's fine but when people are throwing silly little uh, little diatribes around me about me who's been a massive supporter of tyson furys from the from from the from the winning of the klitschko fight through to his reinvigoration through to supporting me in the bbc when the bbc were wanting to put him into the sportsperson of the year through to everything except when i've made a couple of observations that haven't been praiseworthy and what you've got is a crybaby who's an embarrassment and you should be embarrassed representing him if he wants to behave He's like this with a major at- broadcaster. Wait, 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 wait.
6: It's embarrassing, Frank. He's a child. Well, it's not embarrassed. It's not a child, and that's insulting. And you know, maybe, maybe when you see him, you can tell him that. I to will. His face Quite to happy to. Frank. Well, well I'll, 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 I'll arrange it then. Good. Don't Do worry. That, I'll then. get that when we come back. But the fact of life is, what you're saying again is, it's always, it's, it's your opinion about. You don't know Tyson. You don't know what he's been through. You don't know how the man thinks. It's childish behaviour, And more Frank. importantly, uh, what what you say is childish behaviour, in what way is it childish behaviour? To suggest way? that people are saying, people that
3: have been hugely supportive of him, hugely supportive, I've bad, said, I've, and you huge. know I have, Frank, I've been hugely, so a couple, I, I, a couple of derogatory things that I, he doesn't like, then me. turns around You're and says, had, I'm going to ban a broadcaster. The, a That's childish, of, Frank, and you know
6: it is. We've We've gone through it time and time again. The fact of the matter is what was said about the what's what has really annoyed Tyson and me, because I got quite annoyed and had the arguments with I've heard uh, you, yeah a yeah. little bit yeah, and, and I've had it over this because it, it was untrue. What is stupid about this most stupid, all this time it's taken to make this fight? Oh, we're all ducking it. Do you know what? This is the quickest, quickest universe match that's been made ever he only he only beat he only had the return with Joshua last year so it's roughly about 14 16 months to this thing being sight Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson didn't fight for ten years and I can reel off loads and loads of fights like so don't Please do not but, keep but frank, going on
3: about Tyson know, ducking. But no one is Frank. The only person, the only person that observed it was based when you've got one camp saying one thing yes. and another saying another. Right. So what we had, so you get the context right, was somebody saying on the other side of the argument, at Usyk's <laughs> camp that he ducked it. We questioned. We said, if he is ducking it, he should be ashamed. If not, he is. If you then qualified it with me, you then told me the reasons why the Ngannou fight was coming on, and that's the end of the conversation. The rest of the background nonsense is people being childish and pathetic little YouTubers taking content from one of the (laughs) mainstream broadcasters and use it as an opportunity to create division. You know that this platform brings 1.2 million viewers to your sport, and you should be supporting that rather than Tyson behaving like
6: a child. It's not that behaving like a child. I said he's. That's how he feels. That's how he feels. He's got a fight coming up. There's no way I'm going to go and have. I an don't blame you on that, that over this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to be going. To but irrespective, irrespective of that, you know, it, he should get the kudos he should get for what he's done. He's done brilliantly as a fighter. He's probably the best heavyweight. He's the best heavyweight. He's been raved about. Country. Everyone raves yeah. about him.
3: Yeah. We all rave about yeah. him. We think he's generationally the greatest heavyweight. What are you on about, Frank? Well, you know that's what we do.
6: What do you mean what I'm on about? You're talking you about you? No, uh, 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 I'm not whining. I've not had a whine about anything. Frank, all just to establish
2: year. one thing, it's 12.26 here in London, mid, uh, middle of the day on a Thursday. Are we banned at TalkSport from attending Tyson's Wait, fights or not? No one's banned from I mean, TalkSport. we could still make it. Get this from.
6: <laughs> so, well, get this Get your asses.
3: I can't be banned from a fight I didn't want to go to
2: anyway <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, now all of a sudden you want to go I, I don't, don't want to go. go, I've never wanted to go, I'm not a hypocrite <laughs> I mean, well I you don't think, want yeah. to go anyway I don't, I don't, don't want to go, you're you have absolutely up. right so so what we mean, don't want to be is banned in a relationship Simon, I don't know why you keep having an argument you don't want to watch it, you're not interested in it so that's right. right. so so it what we could do so be, what, before so this finishes this lunchtime about, what, you, what we could no, do no, is
2: have doing. a word with your fighter Sorry? and uh, have a word with your fighter let him know Mr Jordan is not on the air tomorrow he's doing other things but I am so why why well, not organise Tyson for us and I will conduct
6: the chat live and talk sport tomorrow morning oh, Day before oh, the so fight you not, up for that I'm I'm not up for anything at the moment. <laughs> I'm not going to go and disturb him about anything. But if you want to be on tomorrow right, to continue discussion, not a problem. Oh, and remember, right, we really always like having you, you on. Got, you've got, But let, let's You've got, you got, you got a great undercard fight. Don't, there's a brilliant British and Commonwealth heavyweight title fight and another six heavyweight. And don't forget, you can watch it on TNT Box Office
1: world's most dangerous download outspoken with white and jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport
2: thanks for listening to outspoken with white and jordan please leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast from we're back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show